0: Hola, I'm Holly and welcome to Confidence, Mindset and a Little More Loving Yourself. I created this podcast to help you to step into your most authentic, higher self. I cannot wait to see what we can create together, so let's get into it. excited that this is here this is happening you are literally on the very first episode of my podcast oh my god the gratitude that i am filled with right now knowing that you are you know hearing this and going to take all of this in and hopefully join along in the journey is just so so exciting um so i thought for this one it would be like a really a, a welcome and i wanted to introduce myself tell my story really show you guys who I am and what i am about. So for those of you who don't know, I'm Holly. I am a mum, wife, farmer, wool classer and coach and I live in central Victoria in Australia. I have had a very normal life I suppose you would say but at the same time I think it's really exciting. Parts of it weren't so exciting when I was in them but now I understand the beauty of the journey that is our life and how life happens for us and not to us and so it's just so different my mindset now to what life is compared to what it was so I'll just get into it I think stop blabbering on about bullshit but um, I grew up on a farm here in central Victoria my I was a fifth generation farmer, and I I had a really normal farm childhood. I'm one of four children, and my parents worked super super hard. My mum was a stay at home mum for majority of my childhood and adolescence, um, and my dad worked super hard not only on the farm, but he also drove trucks interstate for as long as I can remember uh, to help pay pay the bills. Uh, so. But we were a farming family in the drought, little children in the middle of the drought. So, you know, money was really quite tight. Um, we never went without. But you now I sit back and appreciate how much my family actually, my parents actually gave to us because, you know, they really weren't abundant with wealth. And so to give three children, um, my brother is uh, much older than me and my two younger sisters were three under three years, so really close together. And so it was sort of us three, basically at home for you know that majority of my childhood and and it was it was hard and it was kind of like a military operation um, most of the time, and all the sort of things, but we never went without and It was probably around the age of about thirteen, I suppose I mean it could have possibly even been a little bit younger looking at it and I basically stood in the mirror and asked myself, "Well, who am I?" what am I doing on this planet? I I really felt quite worthless. And looking back at that now, you know, I think, oh, wow. If only I knew then what I know now, how different my thing things would have been. But at the same time, I'm like, well, you know, I probably wouldn't be here talking to you guys on the podcast if that hadn't happened. So from that point on, I slipped into um, depression and anxiety. I was very introverted, which is not my character at all. And so throughout the next probably 10 years, um, I was medicated. I took myself off the medication. I was self-medicating. I was... And then as I got further along into my high school years, um, you know, I started to substitute with things like alcohol, uh, drugs, cigarettes um, and sex. I used sex a lot to try and find my wealth, Uh my worth, sorry, not my wealth. Um and then, you know, that just sort of really started to spiral out of control. I became a registered wool classer at the age of seventeen and so I left home at eighteen. And I left home and I went to New South Wales, um, where I I lived on a farm which I absolutely loved. I looked after the children there as well as did a little bit of wool classing, a bit of farm work, and whilst I absolutely loved everything I did there, it was very lonely. And so it kind of helped to feed that loneliness that can be depression and anxiety. And I've always been much of a people pleaser. So, you know, I wanted to do everything right. And if I didn't, I I would be so hard on myself. And I didn't have, you know, my safety network that was my life down here in Central Vic, my family and my friends. So It was kind of me on my own, which at that stage, I probably didn't have the mental capacity to be doing that. I then moved back home for a little bit and then went back up to um, New South Wales again, but not quite as far this time. And I worked on a shearing team. Now, I absolutely loved this job. Um, I was working in really big sheds. It was the first time I got to class a 400 bale shed and all the things. And it was just... It was phenomenal experience for me. I met so many people and I, I necessarily didn't have that loneliness because when you're working out on big stations like that, you literally live with everyone. So it wasn't like I'd go to work and then I'd have to go home and be my myself sort of thing. So I could feed off that a lot. And the culture that is in the agricultural industry and the shearing industry in particular is that we don't talk about how we feel even though we are generally a big family. And so it was quite easy for me to hide how I felt and not have to talk about it, which, you know, was quite a daunting task at that time. So I then came back home for a little bit. (laughs) Um, During all of this time, again, I was self-medicating. I was using a lot of alcohol. I was using a lot of cigarettes. I was using a lot of sex to try and numb out what I felt and who I felt I was. And I literally lived by the saying of, you know, children should be seen and not, children should be heard and not seen and preferably, no, wait, children should be seen and not heard and preferably not seen. And um, that's a revelation I've had recently that, you know, I literally was very introverted because that's what my ego told me I had to be in order to be safe. And so um, I'm actually naturally quite extroverted. I'm quite loud. I demand attention of the room. And I would only be that person when I got really quite pissed. And so, and a lot of my friendships were based around that. Um, You know, I wasn't that exciting when I wasn't um, on alcohol because when I wasn't on alcohol, I was feeling all my feelings and I was totally numbed out and literally couldn't cope with the world. I, I got another job down um, in Geelong which is in Victoria and I was working on a horse property there and this is literally where everything, I probably found my biggest rock bottom down there um, but at the same time that is where my healing story began and I feel so blessed to have had that experience because it's it's literally made me who I am. And it's made me realize what I actually wanted to do with my life. As much as I love the agricultural industry and being a wool classer, I knew that, you know, I wanted to help people and um, teach people, always have. And so whilst I was down there, I was still battling with my depression, anxiety. Um, I, through this time, had had some suicide ideation as well. So, you know, I, I had really, I'd really wanted to take my own life. And so I literally had a conversation with um my boss down there at the time and my and my mum, and my mum had said to me, "You know, you're so hard on the outside, I literally can't get in anymore and that was that was hard to hear and and so, after those couple of really raw and honest conversations and a lot of vulnerability on my part um I went to my doctor and I was re-diagnosed with depression, anxiety. I was medicated, and I decided on my own that if I didn't take this opportunity to take my life back, that I was I was literally going to have to take my own life because I couldn't continue to live the way I had been living. So I ended up, um, you know, doing a lot of research and jumping on Doctor Google. Obviously, I was medicated through my doctor and got onto a mental health plan as well. So I was seeing a, um, a psychologist by this stage, and I was on on a really high dose of antidepressants. And for me, you know, the antidepressants were what helped me to cut out the the chatter in the back of my head, so I could actually think clearly. Because I described depression as like a black fog. And it's really, it's kind of like a white noise. It's like so noisy that you don't even really know what's going on in there. And you also can't see. So, you know, you, you literally cannot see one foot in front of the other. You cannot see any light. You cannot see the people who are standing by you to, to support you. And all you can hear is just all this noise and it's a, like a complete sensory overload. And so, you know, I knew I needed to cut some of that back like trimming a tree cut some of that fog back and if i could cut that noise out maybe i could think clearly and and that's what the medication helped me with um and so i'm seeing a psychologist i'm medicated by this stage and i thought i really need to actually clean my act up because at this stage i was i would drink coffee and smoke cigarettes all day and then i would come inside at nighttime and i would sit down drink six dubbies and probably a frozen pizza, and that would be it. And then I'd go to bed, and so I knew my body wasn't fueled properly because I was exhausted all the time. Since through all my research, I worked out that you know, eighty-five percent, and some studies more, of our serotonin is actually created in the digestive system, and so I knew that in order to up up my serotonin levels. Um, my natural serotonin levels, levels not just the, the antidepressant ones, um, I had to start cleaning up my act, basically. And so I decided that I wanted to really holistically heal myself and I started eating better and all these sorts of things. And this led me to uh, network marketing. Now, by this stage, I hadn't really done much personal development. Um, I sort of had started to tap into it, but I really... You know, I was doing this all on my own basically um, through Dr. Google. So I found network marketing and um, a girlfriend of mine, she had a product through network marketing that was fruit, veg and berries in a capsule. And I thought, well, why can't I try that? You know, even on those days where I don't feel like eating because sometimes that's what depression does, at least I can take those capsules and that's going to be something that's better than nothing, right? Better than what I've been doing. And so I jumped on the bandwagon. Um, I was not only taking them, I was selling them as well because who doesn't love a bit of extra cash in the bank account. And of course, network marketing is amazing for a lot of things, but personal development is such a pillar of what is network marketing. And so I'm so grateful that I got that opportunity to really dive deep into that. And that's where I met my first coach. Um, So, you know, I literally went from doing nothing to help myself, to everything within a six month period and so I'm coaching I'm listening to podcasts I'm reading books I'm eating better I'm exercising I'm cutting cutting down on the alcohol and on the depressants seeing a psychologist and all in the middle of this I fell in love and so I decided that I would come home um from down in Geelong and we moved in together. It was quite a quick succession. Um and it was literally, you know, for so long I'd looked for a relationship where I could hand over the suitcases of shit I was carrying in my life and just say, Here, take this. I can't carry it anymore. And um this relationship was literally we both walked in with our suitcases and opened them up on the lounge room floor and said, Let's sort this out. It wasn't like a sit around the campfire and sing kumbaya. That was just the natural way that that relation, this relationship went. I shouldn't say that. I'm still in it. And so by this stage, you know, I'd had quite a hiatus, I suppose, from everybody that I knew. I'd cut out a lot of people that I knew because of energies and so on and so forth. And and I thought, well, okay, what do I do now? And I kind of thought, well, I'll just post on my social media where I've been and what's been going on and literally exploded, you know, there was lots of people that were telling me their own personal stories, there was lots of people that were telling me their their personal stories of somebody they knew that had experienced mental health issues, you know, it was just, it just exploded and so I kind of fell into this way of being the teacher and showing up every day to say this is real, this is my life, this is what's going on. And it's okay if you've got that too. And, you know, this was two, three years ago now. So the the ball of that, you know, are you okay day and all that sort of stuff was really starting to roll. So I sort of just, I slipped into that movement. And throughout this time, I'm still being coached. I'm still doing my network marketing. I'm still medicated, all the things. And, um... And I always thought, you know, when I, after I had my first coach, I'm like, maybe that's, maybe that's what I could do. Maybe I could be a coach. Maybe when I, I've learned to heal my story, I can help others to do the same. And so that's where I started. And then I started to dive into the world of mental health and, and dive into the world of all things confidence and mindset. And it just sort of exploded which kind of led me to here. Um so I started my coaching business uh nearly 12 months ago now. And you know I I started it for for a couple of reasons. One I thought you know it's it's something that I can definitely do and I if I can be the one person for who I was 5 years ago then I'm going to be able to make a difference. And number 2, you know, I knew that it was going to it was going to work for me because I now had a, I now had an 8-month-old baby at home, a little girl to be honest. And um and I knew that I had to continue doing what I was doing and continue showing up to the world so that she knew she could do the same and she knew how important her message was and how important it was that she was honest and vulnerable with herself. So I'm still being coached myself. I have an amazing coach, and I'm working towards creating something that is beyond even comprehendable for me at the moment, but I know that it's coming. The quantum leap that I have taken in my life and in my mindset in the last 18, 18 months has been phenomenal. I am not the same person that I was, and you know, my abilities to say no, my abilities to be bold in who I am, my abilities to create what I desire is phenomenal. So I now work with women and I work, I am a confidence and mindset coach. So I work around really helping that mind to create that clarity in order for you to be able to create what you desire in your life, no matter what stage of life you might be at. I have clients who are 18 to 65. Um, I work with women, particularly in rural and regional areas because I think that it's so important for us to band together. You know, the, the major cities have um, an abundance of, of services and of people that can help us when we're in different stages of our lives and I believe that here in regional and rural Australia... We, we don't have that access and I want to be that access. So, you know, I do phone um, coaching, I do online coaching, I do face-to-face coaching. I am literally here to say that, you know, whatever, you, whatever it is that you want in life, whether it be some more confidence in yourself, whether it is to, you know, change your life, whether it's to show up better, you've got this. Like you've totally got this and now I sit here and I'm so freaking grateful for the shit that happened in my life and continues to happen in my life because it means that I get to up level again and again and again and connect with more women because of my story changes and you know, blah, 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 blah. I, when I had Ryder, um, my mental health was spoken about a lot and I thought I'd healed my story, uh, Ryder's my daughter by the way, Sorry. I thought I'd heal my story a lot, but because of where I was at, the risk of me of me having um, postnatal issues with and, and perinatal issues with depression, anxiety was quite high. And so it was a continual conversation and it used to really hurt me because I'm like, no, nah, I've fricking got my shit together. Like, why do you keep asking me these questions? But now I see it as like, okay, I wasn't ready then. I, I, I hadn't healed my story as well as I thought I had. And And, you know, it was that opportunity to then, okay, I haven't healed it as well as I wanted to. So what have I got to do next? What have I got to do next? And it's such a blessing to be able to have those revelations. Now, I never had those revelations before, but I have decided that myself is the biggest asset that I own. I used to think that buying a house was going to be the biggest asset that I owned. Bullshit. I am my biggest asset and the more that I can plug into myself, the more I can give myself, the more selfish I can be, the more time I can give myself, the more my cup is going to be full and the more I can overflow out to my husband, to my daughter, to you guys, to my family, to everybody that I touch and that's why I am so passionate about women taking out time, locking in time for themselves and I don't mean just you know, having a coaching session or, you know, spending a lot of time on a day spa or whatever, like whatever. I don't care if that is five minutes every day to journal out how you feel. That to me is giving to yourself. That's a friggin' that's a freaking great start. And so my message is all about no matter what you have going on in your life, you are in control. And sometimes it doesn't feel like that, but you totally are. You have the choices. You have the knowledge inside you to go forward. You just need to trust yourself. You've got this. And you are more than just mum, wife, farmer, wool class, or whatever your labels might be. You are way more than that. So that is my story. That is why I'm here. I plan to share in my podcast a lot about how to create confidence in your life how to upgrade your mindset, how to, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about motherhood because I've had a few requests on my uh, socials to talk about that. I'm just really, really excited that you're here. And I am literally welling up with tears sitting here because I can't believe this is happening. Never, you know, if I could go back and talk to my teenage self and tell her how amazing her life would be. Oh gosh. It, it's just, it's phenomenal. I, um, I can't thank you enough for being here. I can't thank you enough for showing up on my socials. I can't thank you enough for inquiring and being coached by me and coming to my events. I literally cannot thank you enough. You guys are so amazing. And if you get anything from this, I want you to know how amazing you are. Um, I see you. I see you. And I'm here holding space for you. And I cannot wait to see what we create through this journey together. So if you want to connect with me, you can connect with me on my socials, the Holly Burn at Instagram and on Facebook. Otherwise, if you don't have social media, you can always email me the Hollyburn at Outlook.com. That's T-H-E-H-O-L-L-Y B-Y-R-N-E at Outlook.com. I hope I get to talk to you soon and I love you.